Yay Networks. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Finnish Podcast and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too, sexy snowman. I hope everyone, okay. <laughs> I hope everyone had a nice Christmas. In all fairness, though, we're actually recording this episode before Christmas. So it hasn't been Christmas in the Rizzo Owens household quite yet. But I know you're hearing this probably right after your Christmas holidays. So I hope everyone had somewhat of an enjoyable time. If you had any family drama, we'd love to hear about it. So let us know. Yeah, we, we like to partake. Give our Put our two cents into your family. We had some really intense drama of our own over the weekend we'll talk about. But right now, I'm a... I walked into the office today. I'm a disgruntled passenger princess. Do you know what a passenger princess is, Fran? Babe, I don't know, but I can I can pretty much picture it because you rode with me in my car. Yeah, so passenger princess. A lot of people like the term passenger princess. I think a lot of women or men in general like to be passenger princesses. And sometimes I do, but not on a work day. I spent half an hour looking for my car keys. I would have been at work half an hour early. Instead, I was a little bit late because I had to be a passenger princess with Fran. Which was fine. Thank you for driving me. But now You're I'm carless welcome. and I'm so fucking frustrated. Like, I'm just so mad right now, okay? I'm just mad. I'm just frustrated. I just need to get over it. But it's... I even put Comedy Central in the car oh and my she God. didn't like, crack a smile. It sounded like someone was in the bathroom with a microphone on the satellite radio. Like, I don't want to listen to that this morning. I would rather sit in silence. Yeah. I uh, No, I'm just frustrated because I looked everywhere. And we had a really, really stressful weekend, which we'll talk about. But I... I don't know. It just my mood was great. Actually, I got up. I was filming some TikTok content. Like I'm, I'm I've decided some different stuff I'm going to do for the New Year. So I've already started working on that, which makes you feel a lot better. By the way, when January comes around, if you kind of start implementing things before the holiday. But I, yeah. Anyway, I was just I'm just really frustrated because I looked in all the known spots. You know. All the known spots, the pockets and the coats and retraced my steps and got in the car and checked and all of these things. And you know, the one thing all of us parents have to account for now is the child. Did he stumble across my loose car key somewhere? And if he did, I mean, we found this problem before. He puts phones, car keys, and that ball pit. It is. It's, you it's, know what it's I'm going to get you hole. for Christmas? <laughs> what? No, don't, because my mom's already done this. What, you're going to get me for Christmas? Yeah. What? Air tags. But you or in an equal position as me most days. But I find them with air tag. You come back into the house, my mom always jokes five times looking for stuff. Well, I don't You don't have, have an air tag on your car key. I do, but I don't have enough air tags. Because now I only have four. I need more air tags. We need a hundred air tags. I need a hair I need hair. I need an air tag on everything. Yeah, that's fine. I know. My mom's like, I'm gonna get y'all something. Everyone thinks that they, but this isn't normal. I mean, yeah, I lose my keys for a second, but they're always, again, in the known spots. They're in the car, and I left it there overnight, accidentally. Shouldn't say that aloud. Yeah, because I think... Or they're, you know, in the purse or in the pocket or on my nightstand. They're always somewhere relevant that I've had on my person in the last couple of days, but... Nowhere to be found this morning. But you know what? Fran and I, um, we spent the weekend in the ER. So that was a wonderful experience. And uh, I think this was probably, for me at least, the most stressful moment we've had of parenting to date. Fran's about to disagree because this is the mood he's been in lately. No, I'm just trying to fucking think about it. You're biting my fucking face off. 
of course that is the most stressful time in parenthood i um, i have had i was out of town for a couple of days, you know? And so when I, and it, and it really sucks when you get home and Where you Where were you? I went to Miami. We talked about it last week. Oh, yeah. Um, I was out of town for a couple of days and then I got home. But by the time I got home, my flight was so delayed that Remy had already gone to sleep. And then I got up the next morning and we had our huge warehouse sale. Thank you for those of you that stopped by Finish And we had such a successful day. Um... You know, you brought Remy down during the day and everything was normal. Everything was fine. And then by at three o'clock that afternoon, um, by the time we were kind of getting out of the office, um, you had been running around with him all day. I called you to see where y'all were at. And because I was kind of hoping, oh, we'll meet up and hang out or go get food. So. Yeah, it was all of the sudden like we had you were in Miami for three, four days, three days. I was there for. Less Two than nights. 48 hours, yeah. Two nights, three days. Are we, are three, we in agreement? Three, four? four days, yeah. Two nights, three days. Let me get the calculation now. We're so we're, we're pretty precise. Um, and we had a blast. We went to the Perot. We went to Snow Day. We went to the park. Everything was great. Like we had such so much fun. Saturday comes around. I bring him to the sale. I saw a couple of spots, which I was looking to my phone. I have the gradual uh, exacerbation of the issue. I saw a couple of spots in his uh, in his waist that he was scratching. I thought it was like a bug bite. I found a couple of mosquitoes in the in the house. It's like great, and then it just went south. So back to what I was saying when I called Fran to see where they were at. He goes, "We're on our way to the ER." So you have to understand, like, I had no idea what was going on. So we're on our way to the ER. Of course, my first instinct's like, oh, my gosh, you know, what happened? And he's like, he has a bad rash. And so then I spoke with my mom, and my mom said this. He was like, just go home and change. You can meet us there. I'll get it checked out. But obviously, I was like, no, I mean, I'm dressed. I'm just going to come straight there. Um, And I did. And y'all know, I'm sure, if you've never had to go through that with your child yet, you're so lucky because I'm I'm sure most first-time parents, like, we've all had that ER visit. I mean, this was the second or third time for us. And uh, anyway, so you know what you're in for, right? Like, I mean, of course, at at some point you're just concerned, so you hope they're okay. But then you also realize you're about to be there for six or seven hours, you know, which is exactly what happened. But, yeah, so... He was covered, by the way. He was covered with this very bizarre rash. This is something I had never heard of. Um, it's called erythema multiforma or something. Erythema multiforma. Right. And so, um, it was mostly like inner thigh and these weird, really red bumps and everything else looked kind of like a... So it looked like a, like a, just like a weird allergic rash that you get. Yeah, we could tell it was an allergic reaction. That was very clear. then there were some spots that they were so red. Like a scarlatine, uh, I don't know how you call that illness in yeah. English, but anyhow. Um, and it just spread like wildfire within 12 hours. Well, this is what's so fucked up about the whole thing. So, I mean, at least for us, we, 
you know, you get all the different feedback, but then they want to run a blood test. So then, you know, you're pinning your child down to get an IV in um, and that they're leaving in in case there's something really wrong. And, and I'll say this. Saturday's ER visit, I managed it really well. Like, I feel like the other time with the eye stitches, I managed it really well during. And I was kind of okay. I wasn't, I, I felt that it was an allergic reaction, right? Like, I felt that they were going to treat it. It was going to be, it was going to be fine. And we were there for about six or seven hours. Blood work came back fine. Um, and so we were like, okay, you know, he had no fever, nothing else. He was actually acting like a normal kid. And so we weren't super concerned. They diagnosed him with that. They said, Hey, it might get worse before it gets better, but this is an allergic reaction to amoxicillin that he had been on for an ear infection. And it was like day nine of the course of the antibiotics. And so they say, this is very common that it happens, you know, at the very end of like many, many days of amoxicillin. But we, we learned that this is actually... (laughs) that it's actually really rare that they see like less than 200,000 cases of this a year, that it's a very small percentage of kids that are, that have this se- severe kind of reaction to an antibiotic. Um, but they assured us that it was okay. Well, so we go home, we put him to bed. Um, Fran was like, you know what? We were obviously so concerned and well, especially Fran and my mom, cause they, they get super duper concerned. Um, and so I go because to bed. We're the only two in the house that we cannot create another child. You're the only one that has the well, child I'm not, factory not on. I'm not concerned because I think that if he dies, that it's fine as a replacement. Me. But I'm just mean. I try to kind of temper my reaction. Like I, I like to believe in medical professionals, and if they say this is very normal, or not, you know, that they've seen this a lot, they know the diagnosis. He's going to be okay. So, can I open a parenthesis? Just a quick question: Has your faith in medical professionals changed at least a little bit after this weekend? No. No. Mine has. And I think that's what, well, let us tell the story and get there. I'm just, yeah. But, but I understand that just because we didn't like an, an encounter that we had with a doctor does not make me lose faith in, faith in medicine. I mean, like these doctors in that room are in school for a minimum yeah, of yeah, 10 no, years. I, know. I didn't say I'd lost faith in medicine. I'm talking about medical professionals that like, but yeah, let's, well, let's keep going. Let's jump in ahead a bit. Yeah. Let's get there. And so... Um, anyway, so Fran sleeps in the recliner in Remy's room and Saturday or Sunday morning comes around and we wake up and y'all Remy is so much worse. And I sent our producer a photo of him on our Sunday visit to the ER. And so he's gonna, if you watch this on YouTube, those of you that like to watch the podcast on YouTube, or this is a chance for you to go to YouTube because we haven't shared this picture, we'll share it. So you can kind of see the severity of it because it was really, really bad. I mean, eyelids almost swollen shut, really puffy, just covered in red spots. I mean, head to toe. Swollen. Swollen, puffy, looks like a, like a chubby little kid. It looks like he, he just boxed against like Oscar de la Hoya. Swollen face, swollen joints. Again, they did tell us that it may get worse before it gets better. But he also had, I took his temperature, Fran was in an open house, and I could tell he wasn't feeling great on Sunday. He was acting different, you know, like when your child's sick. So I used the stupid laser thermometer because I wasn't about to do the rectal one in this moment. And his forehead read 106. And I was like, no, 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 no. There's no way. I mean, we know kids get really high temperatures, but 106 would be like, death but so you know so i i like do every area of his forehead and y'all the reading was consistently 104 1045 1051 i 
I, for the first time, I think in parenting, really started to have somewhat of a panic attack. Like I was like, oh my God, like my mom's like, you have to take him to the ER right this second. So like, I just went out of the house. I don't even, I don't even know. Like, I don't, I couldn't find my car key. I was trying to get it together. He was acting not okay. You know, he was kind of glassy eyed and, you know, wasn't feeling great. So anyway, I got him in the car, started driving to the ER, called Fran. He abandons his open house and... I stopped myself, you know, when I was getting close to the hospital, because I'm like, I need to take his temperature again. You know, we've been covered up on the couch. We were sitting in the sun in the living room. I had a heater on like, I'm going to retake this temperature because he's not acting like he's unconscious. You know, he was he was alert. Um, I take it again. It said 103. So I'm like, OK, well, he definitely has a temperature. But Fran and I agreed to go home, take it rectally. Now it was 103. And then we decided to take him to the hospital after all. The rectal one's the most accurate, by the way, if you can, you know, make them suffer through it. So so we took him into the ER again. So here we are. We find ourselves in the ER with a fever, which then, you know, they tell us um, that it's completely unrelated to the allergic reaction. The allergic reaction would never produce a fever like that. And we don't know. And then we have a nurse telling us that it's not erythema multiforma, that it's not an allergic reaction antibiotic. So we're getting a lot of conflicting kind of report. So then they have, then they put him through so much testing, y'all, all of the, you know, the COVID, the flu, the RSV swabs. Um, we still think it might be the ear infection. They put a catheter in to pull urine. I mean, holding my kid's thighs open as they're shoving that catheter up his penis hole was so, oh, you know, those moments of parenting where it's like, you want to be so strong and you're having to pin your child down so they can do something that you obviously know is hurting them. Um, he did, he did really good and he didn't feel good. And I think, you know, you have to, I just hated that two days in a row, I mean, between the blood and the catheter and the, the swabbing, I mean, just everything about it was so miserable and he handled it. I mean, aside from having to pin him down, screaming, crying, he handled it well. Otherwise, every test comes back negative. Five hours later, this male doctor walks into the room. And as you were saying, y'all, it was the worst encounter I think I've ever had with a medical professional. He did not. The nurses were amazing. You know, we're at Medical City Children's, by the way. I'm just going to put it out there because I am. I think I am going to be that person that files a complaint about the doctor. Um, in all fairness, you know, I spoke to the nurse about it, too. But he walks in the room. Does not turn on the light. It was 930 at this point. Doesn't turn on the light. Doesn't examine our child. Doesn't look at his rash. Doesn't do anything right now. I know that hospitals are busy and um but regardless, very bizarre, you know, our, our experience the night before was far better than this. And so um, he, he was in the room for what? Less than five minutes. Oh, wait. Oh, I was going to say less than two minutes. And I asked him a couple questions and he was like, urine analysis was fine. This is probably just some sort of infection. It could be a virus. We don't think it has anything to do. I was like, well, is this related to amoxicillin? He's like, yes. I was like, well, your nurse practitioner told us it wasn't. And he, he just kind of looked at me. I mean, the way he spoke to me was I'm the dumbest person on earth. I said, well, at what point should we be concerned? Because they weren't going to give us anything where they were going to send us home with zero. So treatment. we asked him at, at which point, which level of fever, fever are we need to be concerned? Like 105, 106. And he goes and say the human body can withstand very high temperatures. You should not be concerned. What a I, fucking so idiot. So if he has 105, we're not, we shouldn't bring him. No, just treat it with like Motrin and Tylenol and give him Benadryl for the rash and it'll pass. He was such an asshole. And so when he leaves the room, I was so confused because, you know, you want a not doctor even to reassure a, a you. Robe or scrubs. He was in jeans and a polo. Well, that's, no, that's no, no, no. normal. I'm, like, I'm not worried about that. No, I'm not. What, what I'm trying to say is the type of people. Like that shows his professionalism at a, 
pro his own profession, you know? But when the nurse came in, I said to her, I go, I just said, oh, so we leave? He goes, well, you have to wait on paperwork. So I told Fran and Remy to get the fuck out of there. I was like, go get the car. I'll wait on the, dis- I'll wait on the paperwork. And the nurse came back in and I said to her, I go, ma'am, I go, I need to talk to you. Like, I don't understand what just happened. Like, he's just leaving us with no treatment when the nurse told us he had an ear infection and he has a high fever. He had 103. And she's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And I go, he didn't even touch him. He didn't turn on the light. He didn't look at him. And I go, he was so rude. She goes, yeah, honestly, he's so rude. And I'm so sorry about that. Like, she confirmed it, that she's like, we get a lot of feedback from patients that he's terrible. And so I looked at her and I'm like, I don't want to be that person. I mean, I think I'm pretty, I'm nice to the staff. I'm not normally that. I mean, it's easy to say in hindsight, but I just want y'all to know. I think in a time of stress, I'm sure they deal with a lot of parents that are freaking out and they're waiting forever and you're super concerned. I think we tempered our expectation. We knew we were going to be there a while. We also recognized that if they're not treating him, I mean, they did get us in a room immediately, but you know, but it did take hours of waiting on tests and stuff. We were patient. Immediately was an hour and 20 minutes. I didn't go out looking for anyone, you know, so she confirmed and I go, I don't understand. She goes, so she got a nurse to give us a different kind of antibiotic for his ear infection. That doctor wasn't going to give us anything and was such an asshole. So yeah, I think I need to, what are you doing by the way, as a pediatric, like a pediatric ER doctor, what are you doing if you can't temper the fears of a parent? What I was about to tell him is like, you're giving me Greg House vibes right now. And I'm pretty sure you're not even close to it. (laughs) Like, you're an asshole with no reason. But it's almost like House was, I don't Overweight know. Overweight. I mean, and- a, a, that's a scripted show. and um, But I know what you mean. He wasn't giving me House vibes at all. He was just, it was a bizarre. Look, he was just trying to be a dismissive, like, pompous asshole. Like, making you feel that you don't know anything. Well, I don't. I didn't go to school for 10 years. No, no, I'm not, no, no, I'm no, not no, a doctor. Based- what we know is what we have heard from other professionals. We don't know medicine. We don't know how things spread or why the rush is the way that it was. But we know the background that we have from the previous <laughs> doctor. He was like, yeah, this will probably happen again. And he's like, "Okay, well, too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, that's what he said to us. I go, we're getting a lot of different feedback. You know, the ER doctor last night told us this. Too many cooks in the kitchen. This is your expression? Are y'all making fucking meth? Like, too many cooks in the like, kitchen? Well, like, well, you're I, all... I, I felt that we went from, same. like, freaking... Well, look, we're saying all this now, y'all. Just so you know, our interaction was so brief that we didn't get a chance to bitch at him like we are right now. I mean, because he left the room, and Fran and I looked at each other, and we were like, we both recognized in that moment that we felt the same way about that interaction. And I was like, no, 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 no. So I told them to leave. And that's why I was like, I'm going to find a nurse and speak with her. And this is the thing. And I don't know if y'all agree with this because I I think there's some great doctors out there. But I think once you have a child and you go through that labor and delivery, you realize these nurses, I mean, I guess aside from what is the difference? Y'all just still went through hell of school to become a nurse um you're what a couple you're a degree away from being a doctor probably and that's it right because their interaction with the patients they are so much more hands-on you spend hours and hours doing all of these things right so you know these nurses are just amazing i'm just so impressed with nurses 
you know, the night before when we left the hospital was so traumatizing because there was like literally a dead woman being pulled out of the front of the car, like what you would see in a movie at an ER. As we're walking out with Remy, like nurses, paramedics on top of this person, like resuscitating her, screaming for blood, a guy screaming. It was so traumatic, you know, and we leave the hospital just feeling like watching these nurses. I mean, where's the doctor? You know, it's like these nurses and paramedics are so hands-on. So anyway, I appreciate the nurses and I'm so glad we had such a great experience with all of the nurses that we encountered at Medical City Children's, as always. I said that after I had the baby. Um, The doctors are kind of hit or miss. Sorry about that. Um, So, yeah, I'm not sure. Would y'all file a complaint about that? Because I feel like he wasn't diagnosing us and was very rude. And that's also like legally you're having a doctor not even examine. I do not like when medical professionals don't examine your child. Make you sign so many waivers that this guy can urinate in front of you and you cannot do anything. Sure. Oh my God, that's severe. Well, okay. We have to take a quick break, but we'll give you an update on Remy after our break and talk about more uplifting things since after all it is uh, Christmas week. We'll be right back. Well, as we're sitting here this morning speaking to you about all the stressful stuff happening in our lives over the holiday, uh, let's let's talk about something that takes all the stress away, ButcherBox. I have loved working with ButcherBox almost as much as I like eating the ButcherBox that shows up right to my front door. ButcherBox makes fine, high-quality meat, seafood, so convenient. And I think that's what's so hard, especially around the holidays, y'all, is when you know you want to cook dinner a handful of times, right? Or for me, like, once. No, (laughs) you know, you want to cook more over the holidays when you're at home. But that thought of, you know, going to the grocery store can just be so daunting or, you know, picking out the right cut of meat. You know, Fran's biggest issue with me when I used to order groceries online was always like, I don't want some stranger picking out the cut of meat, which is actually very valid. And that's why ButcherBox just kind of takes all the worry, all the stress and all of the concern about not getting quality meat uh, out of the equation. This is, like I said, delivered right to your doorstep, always free shipping, and you can curate your box. So if you're like, no, 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 Jenna, I don't like pork, totally fine. Or you say, you know, I only want red meat or I'm pescatarian. I'm only going to eat fish. You can curate this with Butcher Box. And all of this meat is so high quality. I mean, you got 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Uh, And I'll tell you what, this is such a great gift opportunity. Um, I know we're right beyond Christmas right now, but, you know, if you have clients in your life or maybe let's say someone got you a gift and you were like, oh my gosh, I forgot to get them a gift. This is such a great gift. Nothing is cooler than just having this like high quality meat and seafood show up right at your front door. Uh, It's really as easy as throwing it in the fridge, thawing it out, coming up with some recipes that you'd like to uh, make over the holiday season. And right now, now for a limited time, new members of ButcherBox are going to get three pounds of chicken wings in every order for a year when you sign up. I love wings. I know Remy, my baby loves wings. Uh, I'm so excited about this. Sign up today at butcherbox.com fittish and use the code fittish to get free chicken wings for a year. Three pounds of free range organic chicken wings free in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com fittish and use the code fittish. All right, welcome back. So, um, that was a tough weekend. And just so everyone knows, as of this morning, so again, I'm telling you, we, you know, we're recording this um, a little bit before Christmas. Um, and I know it's after Christmas right now. But as of this morning on our way in, Remy's rash. So, you know, it was a 
a Saturday, Sunday, Monday sort of thing um, is so much better, y'all. We woke up this morning not knowing if it was going to be worse or better, and it's so much better, and he doesn't seem to have a fever, and he's talking and playing and asking to watch Blippy Halloween still. Yes, we're still on Halloween. Um, we left him with candy this morning. He's feeling really good. So I just think it was such a heavy weekend for us, and the best case scenario is that you leave the hospital with your child. You know what I mean? Cause I think, I think you sit there and you see so many sick kids and you see, as I said, I'm going to be more uplifting, but really, right. I think the perspective you has as a parent, like we know things are going to happen, broken bones and scrapes. And you see, you know, kids with cuts and kids coughing and sick kids, but it's so heavy to sit there, right? Like you would so much rather it be yourself in the ER, um, getting treated for something because as you're, especially when you're waiting on blood work and this rash and something you've never seen in your life before. I mean, I've had allergic reactions. I've never, y'all, I've never, and you can see this photo that we posted on the YouTube for the podcast right now, but like, I've never in my life seen such a severe allergic reaction. And even the nurses were saying that like, oh my gosh, because I mean, he's his whole body's covered in bruises. Like it looks itchy. like we, he got beat up. He keeps saying itchy, itchy. He's miserable. And, and, you know, but to be able to go home from the ER two nights in a row, yeah, we spent, you know, a day in the ER this weekend, but um, how fortunate we are, right? Like, it's not lost on me that in that moment, I think that's what was so stressful for Fran and I is when you're waiting that 90 minutes on blood work, I feel like those you're so acutely aware of how how quickly things turn for parents, because of course, that's what that that is what happens, right? When they come back and say your child has cancer or something's going on. I think it puts you so close to that moment of this could go in so many different directions. And so anyway, we feel, we feel very lucky, very scary. Um, I guess I would, I, I've never heard of this before and maybe some of y'all have gone through this. So allergic reactions can be very, very scary. And, um, poor Remy is just super sensitive. It just comes to, He's my look, child for sure. It's just, uh, comes to confirm how that what people say that when you have a kid your heart goes out of your body and it's not only your heart it's like you will do anything for this little creature you will like you feel for them it's just so crazy how important like none other these people this person has become and and how it eels you inside when he's ill. And that the whole world stops, right? Yeah. I mean, we There's did nothing it. more important. You and I didn't work yesterday. We were home. I mean, my mom was there too, but he only wanted to be around. He wanted both of us. It was like the sweetest little thing in the hospital too because he was laying on Fran, but he wanted me. So he's like laying on Fran, hugging my neck. We're all in that tiny pediatric hospital bed. Uh, it's just that moment of like... Wow, I don't know. Life gets so heavy once you have yeah. a child, you know. And so I had told my staff yesterday, I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna be kind of in and out today." Um, I met with them in the morning, and of course, you know, I have a couple younger girls, and I was like, "Is this not the best birth control ever?" These moments of them getting to kind of witness my life as a parent and see, because they've met Remy and love Remy, and I think them seeing, you know, just it's so it's so heavy, isn't it? It's so I kind of that the weight that we carry as parents, and so. seeing him suffer, it's like compares to the worst pain you can ever have. Well, I'm really sorry because I think Remy has gotten a lot of my genes and the bad side of my genes with these ear infections. You know, I had six sets of ear tubes before I was five and my adenoids taken out. I had such bad recurrent ear infections. I had such sensitive skin. I was allergic to so many things. I, I was like, 
I should have asked for your Carfax before. <laughs> I was really hoping you who hardly get sick, like you could drink sewer water and be fine. And I, I, I think he bounced back quickly. He did. He did. He did. Hopefully his immune system, will, you know, well, I haven't shared this at all on social media. It's just, it's not my. Unless you follow Candy. My mom. Let's talk about Candy. Like I have, I had a cousin uh, out of the blue, a cousin that lives in North Carolina that I haven't seen in 12 years that I love and adore. She's amazing. We spent a lot of our childhood together. She called me. It's like, is Remy okay? And I was like, Brandon, I hadn't shared anything. We hadn't actually told anyone. I told my CFO that night because she has two kids. And um, other than that, I didn't tell a soul. No, me neither. I mean, like, we didn't have time to, you know what I mean? Like, we're in the ER and we're, you're just kind of drowning in that. And so we didn't, I didn't, I mean, I'm not posting anything. I didn't tell anyone. Yeah, no, me neither. Like, well, I told my client because I left the open house in the middle of. That's, yeah, fine. Yeah. But I mean, but we didn't like share that, this publicly. And so then I get a message from one of my best friends. Actually, she just had a baby. She lives in Seattle. Um, she's not that active on social media or anything. And I get a text message from her on Saturday night that was like, um, hey, is Remy okay? And I'm like, how did you know? I was like, no. And like, I, so, you know, we boys memo back and forth. And she goes, well, it's funny enough. I was like, I put it all together. I was like, mom, did you post this on social media? <coughs> she goes, yes. I only have 20 friends on Facebook and I posted it. And I'm like, First of all, I take issue that she says she only has 20 friends. And uh, and also, like, why? I immediately was like, why? Did you want attention? She's like, yes. I was really, I just wanted some people to know. I was really concerned. Y'all were at the hospital the whole time. I was just a nervous wreck. So, and then I'm like, also, Becca outed her as being on Facebook, which is so fucking funny. Like, you just had a baby. What are you doing on Facebook? She said they were trying to sell a stroller, and she came across it in her feed, which is so funny. But um, anyway, I didn't know that your cousin, are you sure your mom didn't share that with your cousin? No, I thought my mom shared I with my, my mom, cousin. Like, you're friends with Fran's cousin, who we've never even met. You have 206 friends, first of all, I looked. Not 20, but yeah. I mean, it wasn't really a fight. I mean, my mom's my no, mom. It no, is no, what it she is. Meant it's well, just but more it, like, no, no, you know, no. I, I'm not even upset. I was just more surprised that my cousin fought, like, it's friends with your mom in Facebook. It's a little concerning, I will say. It's a little concerning. But you know what? I think you just kind of choose your battles. And I think that Fran and I are just different because then I don't want to shame anyone that posts. I just, I've gotten with kind of the level of like followers that I have too. It does feel very attention seeking to like post about my sick child. And I think maybe in hindsight, you know, I don't mind speaking about it and sharing like if I've learned something that I feel like you might benefit from. But in the moment, I get it. You want to post what you're doing. You want to post about your kid. But I recognize that if I post something like that, I'm going to be inundated with concern and rightfully so and I just don't know any like I don't want my time to be spent on my phone you know we did you're so freaked out I just want we just spent time with Remy it's like every problem that you have in life I post if if so because I'm not a poster I should be I post after the problem is solved sure yeah like, I, yeah, and maybe it, it would be good to post about it and now that he's okay and let y'all know. The only reason I do that is because I love y'all. 
But I don't want your opinion. I don't want to hear what you've oh, experienced. Oh, I do. I actually, I love your opinion. I don't want to. I, I don't want to know what <laughs> your kid went through, or and not because I don't care. It's because at that time, I'm dealing with my own kid. I want to Google. I want. She asked I, me. I want. It's like, should I Google? Like, absolutely not. If you Google that, but we're you Google both, stuff all the time. Yeah, for myself, not for him. You no. were worried about my mom's fever blisters. You're Googling it, even though we had had a doctor told us that it was fine with him. Well, babe, yes, but that was something that could provoke something. You pick something. and choose your Google. I pick and choose my Google based on the fact that the fever blister. You Googling something medical is okay, but not me. The what? You can Google something medical, but when I no, you can Google. Google anything, baby. I was what I Google with your mom is to see if a fever blister that she had in her lip could be contagious to my child. And anyhow, I'm not gonna Google his symptoms because Google is gonna tell me that he has leukemia. So I much rather not Google it. This is the thing I think that I have, and maybe y'all have advice for me because I do like your opinion. I think what I struggle a lot with is my mom and Fran, and I love them and I'm glad, I mean, I'm not, I don't have any issue with you being as like overly concerned as you are. I think it can just get really difficult when, you know, I had called for instance, the pediatrician during the day before we went to the ER and she goes, she called the doctor on call. I was like, I really don't, you know, the ER, a lot of people will tell you, you don't want to sit in an ER with a sick child if you don't have to because they can pick up other things that actually could have happened the night before we were at the ER right because like the fever came out of nowhere so you know because you got have kids in there with RSV and flu and a lot of doctors will tell you that if it is not a super um, dire emergency you don't want to spend six eight ten hours in the ER and so I try to really temper my fears right because I think it can really build and so you know when you have someone like Francisco and my mom who you know I mean, they would take him to the ER immediately, you know, with a low-grade fever or other things. And, I mean, I think you've started to chill a little bit more. But in general, y'all are very paranoid. Y'all are very concerned. And I really, you know, I'll say the doctor was like, if the fever rectally is, like, over 103, if, um, you know, he's breathing is shallow or um, what was the other thing she said? Um, or it, it goes to his genitals. Or, oh, yeah, if he has bumps in his mouth or on his actual genitals, then those three things, like bumps in his mouth and he's not eating or drinking anything, then that would be reason to take him to the ER. Now, he didn't really meet any of those qualifications, but we obviously were very concerned because he was acting really weird. And so we made the call because I'm not going to sit there and argue with Fran. Like, if he wants to go to the ER, and I'm obviously concerned too, but you get it. So anyway, you know, my mom and Fran are both like, well, I don't know. We should take him anyway. And I just, I really want to believe in medical professionals. I want to believe if they're not acting like this is life and death. And if they say that this is normal and it gets worse before it gets better. I know with, as a parent, it's just so hard, right? But it's like, this is what they do. And I'm not saying you shouldn't, I do think advocating, and I'm glad I advocated for us as a family on Sunday night, because, you know, you do need to advocate for yourself. Like if you're in pain and you're not feeling good and they're not listening to you. But in general, I like to think that most of them know what they're talking about. Out, um, because they did go to school for this and they see cases like this pretty frequently. So I think it can just be hard. And I don't really know sometimes how to measure that. Like with you, like that night, for instance, when you took him, you, you and my mom were like, take him to the hospital when he fell off the bed. But I had like looked at his body and his eyes and he was alert and he was fine. And I didn't think there was anything wrong, but he was also two months old. You, no, no, no. He was four months old. Well, you took him. 
he was much older than that. It was October and he was born in February. But regardless, you know, you took him and that's fine. I just knew that it was going to be like a whole night. And of course he was totally fine. So anyway, I just, I tried to be the one that measures it a little bit more and just says, we don't need to jump and go spend fucking thousand it's not about the money I hate saying it that way but y'all know what I mean it's the money and the time and it is so stressful Remy didn't even want to get in the car yesterday because he's so traumatized obviously this poor thing has been like poked and prodded and he didn't even want to get in the car to go for a ride because the last two or three times he's been in the car he's had to go to the emergency room so oh man anyway so um if y'all have any questions or opinions I'm actually I like to hear from y'all no and don't get me wrong I love your opinions I just you don't just, love my opinion, your opinions when I'm in the middle of solving a problem. A crisis. Yeah. That's fine, Fran. We're different. You can be you. I don't you like to crowdsource. I don't like to brainstorm. That's fine. No one's criticizing that. We can be different. No, 100 There's well, no criticism there. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're so kind. We're so. in a good place. We don't sound like it right now. We're okay. Oh, good. I, I just wanted the confirmation. I didn't know. I was as confused as I our just, audience. No, I was just like a little bit. Of, I'm not annoyed with you. I'm just, I was just annoyed in general this morning. You know, I was annoyed. I'm just like, like you know, I'm just in that in that kind of mood. You know, it's been a stressful couple of days and um, and I just have a lot to do. And I'm just mad that I couldn't find my car keys. You know what I mean? It was just like, I want my fucking car. I Punch need to do pillow. some stuff. Punch a pillow. Yeah. Yeah, it's all that built up, like the come down from the ER visit. Yeah, I don't need to punch a pillow. I don't get, have a violent reaction. Like, I don't need to well, punch. Well, maybe it'll help. Huh? Scream. Scream? Yeah. It works sometimes for me, you know? Let it all out. Nah, I don't feel like, I don't feel like screaming, really. You're different. I'm more like, I want to smoke some pot. I don't want to scream. I want to, like, mellow out. Yeah, but if I smoke pot during the day, I feel amazing. That's it. Yeah. Like that's that's all I'm going to do. Yeah, fair enough. Well, hey, tis the season for relaxing at home. I really hope y'all are healthy and everything's going okay. Um we I'm still, you know, getting Christmas together. We'll give you all a Christmas episode here next after this since we uh recorded this yeah. one a little early, but uh I hope you guys enjoyed our life. Yeah, yeah, our our live cooking. Um, but yeah, so we're 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 doing you know more low key holiday this season. No travels, just laying low, staying home. It's quite nice, you know. So well, we always say we're not gonna overdo it for Remy because we don't want to be those people. But it's so funny because I think, um, and I don't know if y'all are all in the same boat, even with small stuff, right? So we've been trying to kind of figure out what <laughs> that, that looks like. Sees Christmas every week. Do you know what he said to me yesterday? He said. I said, you know, we're making cookies for Santa. Okay. And he goes, Santa? Not real. And I said. <laughs> Don't, it, Thank is, you for telling my story. What, I, I didn't you. know. I didn't know that he, that's what he said. He I was sitting wanted, next to me. I, uh, babe. And we laughed and we looked at each other. And I was like, no, Santa's very real. And he comes on Christmas. And Remy goes, reindeer? <laughs> like he was quizzing me, reindeer? And I was like, yes, on his reindeer. Also real. <laughs> So now I'm directly lying to him. Also real. Um, because they are. They are. The magic is real for now. My mom said I used to start questioning kind of the timeline of things, right? Because it is very quick. It's He hits up a lot you of houses that night, you know? 
Mm-hmm. He hits up a lot of houses in that one short, you know, 12, 15 hour period of time across the world. So that was really for me, of course, the science backing that I have. I started questioning the timeline of Santa. Yes, I ask a lot of questions like that's who I am and that's who Remy's going to be. So I've just decided for now I'm lying. I'm going to tell him Santa's real. It's magic. And until he starts really questioning the timeline. I was wondering when I saw him ye- uh, yesterday Googling, <laughs> how many houses do a UPS truck can assist during one day? And he was like so puzzled by the answer that Google throw. Like, Don't like- question the magic. Do not question the magic. Yeah, so we're going to make cookies for Santa and the reindeer are going to come and I'm going to try and figure it out. I want to just enjoy it for a few years. I've looked forward to this can for I, so can long. Can I have some requests for cookies for, for Santa? Yeah, of course you can. Snickerdoodle. Really? I don't know. It just... I, just, I order you insomnia cookies yesterday. I order... I've never known you to be a Snickerdoodle fan. No, babe. It's, it's babe. The thing is that I don't have a favorite. It's a season shit. Like... I just thought of a snickerdoodle. Yesterday it was Smurf. Like a uh translated s'more. S'more. S'mores. Smur. Smur. Um that s'more cookie from Insomnia is so, so good. good. Oh wow. It has marshmallow All of gram. them. They're so it's not good. Even super I feel like you're trying to fat me up. Like you got like seven, eight. Hey, how about how about do you fucking hear this? Yo? How about instead of... Let me cover of, my neck oh, because she's going to start chewing it up. How about instead of, you're trying to fat me up. Wow, Jenna's expressing love language. We've had a very... What'd you do for me? We've had a very stressful couple of days. You were in there letting him contact nap on you. Let you sleep. And... That's what I did for you. But that was your choice to sleep in a recliner. He was in his bed. 100%. He was okay. So that's not letting me sleep. Like, he was okay in his bed. That was about you. So don't, let's not get that twisted. You turn it into being about me. Like, you cannot handle not sleeping right next to him. Like, that was about you, and that's fine. I got you insomnia cookies because I know how and obsessed you it. are. And but I instead said, of just thank being you. like, you did? Instead yes, of just being of like, course wow, I said thank yum, you. thanks. It's like, are you trying to fatten me up? No win. No winning over here. No, I got everyone cookies because it had been a really stressful couple of days, and I thought we were all home taking care of him, and I thought everyone would enjoy it. That's all. Opinions are welcome. We're in a perfect place. I thought we were going to be good after going through all of that. We are good, no? Aren't we? Thank you for the cookies. That was a really amazing detail. No one wants to be thanked after, like, saying they would like to be thanked. Like, I just didn't want to be bitched at for fattening you up when, like, you order insomnia cookies for yourself or crumble Every single night of the week for the Not every part. single night. I have my days, right, and okay? I have receipts. Like, I literally have the receipts of the ring door cam. So, five out of seven nights a week. Okay. Not every night. Five out of seven. Three out of seven. You are so argumentative. Oh, you're easy, easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, you're going? so you, 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 dramatic, you, you, though. It's like three. No, okay. I don't know how many fucking nights. I was just trying to do some fucking nice for him. Like, I was just trying to get cookies. But we can argue how many nights you get cookies. I was just trying to get you cookies. Just to be nice. So, because they're really yummy if y'all haven't had insomnia, they're by really the way. Good. We actually they think insomnia forever, is probably the really best. Good. No, you know your mistake? You're not ordering directly from insomnia.com. I know you can tell me all my mistakes. What is going on with you? I don't know, babe. 
you bitch about them. Not, what is happening right now? I'm not telling you all your mistakes. I'm just t- trying to let you know your favorite cookie place, the one you keep ordering through DoorDash. What is my mistake? You keep ordering through DoorDash or Uber Eats or however you're ordering them. If you go to insomnia.com and deliver them, I got them delivered in like 20 minutes. Like just oh, directly from that. insomnia.com. Okay, we're going to let y'all go so Fran can leave and go do whatever he needs to do today. Your arms are like, look at your body language. I'm cold. You're cold. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great, babe. Hope you have a wonderful day. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. We'll see y'all next week. I hope y'all have a nice holiday. Bye.